Welcome back to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish. Sitting with me is Ryan McDowell. We've been known for years for our commissioning, and so we got together to start a podcast and help other commissioners out there. If you're new to the show, all episodes are evergreen, so you can go back and listen to them. Go to the commishpod.com, and there's an episode list there if you're looking for something specific. You can email us questions, thoughts, uh, ideas, uh, stories, whatever, commishpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan McDowell, off-season free agency has opened in pigs, and this is our first year of doing uh, just an open auction board. Oh, no okay. waivers, no first come first serve. It's just an open auction board all summer, uh, and it's been interesting so far. It's uh, it's uh, it's definitely been interesting so far, especially that... in a couple of them. There was a copy of Rob, Rob Gronkowski out there, so. It definitely was interesting. Yeah, I, I consider that in some of my leagues, not only to replace off-season waivers, but I, I was thinking about doing that in-season as well. So are you it's, going? No, it's oh, okay. it's just too difficult because we have a 16-hour timer on there, and people like to pick up players like Sunday morning to jam right. into their lineups. and. Like I've thought long and hard about that. I know Shane Hallam. Uh, I don't know if people listening know who Shane Hallam is. He has a league that does that, and um, they have rules on it. They make it work, but I just, I just don't want to do that in season. Yeah, yeah. I love the off season idea of it. Just in season with, uh, you know, people trying to pick someone up right before a Thursday night or game or or a th- Sunday game. Yeah, I just don't know how to. It feels like work to try to, you know, <laughs> make that happen. Yeah, that's fair. I, I definitely am interested to see how it goes in the in the off season, though. So yeah, the, the Gronk the Gronk bids got out of control. Yeah, yeah. I I, I opened bidding on him, and I bid it like he went up. Uh, it's funny. I bid like thirty or thirty five on him, and uh, Rich Rebar immediately bid sixty nine on Gronkowski right away. The appropriate bid for Gronk. <laughs> yeah, like I felt bad outbidding it, <laughs> but. <laughs> But uh, so in this league, the average average team probably has it's a bankroll league, but the average team probably has uh, fifty five bucks. But uh, there are only five teams that have more money that, or there are only two teams that have more money than me, and only so I bid one hundred and sixteen on top of on top of Rich's sixty nine, and one hundred and sixteen means that uh, there are only four teams that could have outbid me. And those four teams are a little less active. That's probably why their bankroll is so big. So I'm like, you know, I, I put in just the right amount to stay under them and not give up too much money. <laughs> so I nice. I took Gronk home. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. It's set in premium. I, why not? Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I saw this on Twitter and I was so enamored and just happy with the replies of this, I don't know what the guy was hoping to get. Um, it's at FFRook underscore on Twitter. On May 18th, he tweeted, should owners be al- – we've talked about this before too, Ryan. Should owners be allowed to keep guys like Tua and Judy on their taxi squad? Or are they or, – or, or if they are obviously superior, should they be required to be on the normal roster? 87 replies almost unanimously – saying it's absolutely okay. And I was so happy with that response to 
to that question. A, a lot of guys, you know, chiming in. Um, uh, a lot of guys in the industry chiming in on that one where it's not against the rules and the taxis there specifically for rookies, then yes, they're allowed to be on there. I get, I get the, I get the idea that, uh, you know, you could be in the art, the camp that uh, let's not have taxi squads, just increase rosters. Or if you have taxi squads, have a poaching rule that we've talked about, or, you know, any of those camps. But if you have a taxi squad and rookies are allowed to be on your taxi squad, it's absolutely fine. That's that's the point where you have to define your bylaws more. Yeah, um, and, and, and I get with guys like he mentioned Tua and, and Jerry Judy. I, I get with – I get the complaint with the bigger names like that. But where yeah. do we draw the line? Like. Yeah. I mean, if Joshua Kelly's a third-round pick and he ends up being the Chargers starter, are we? Do we now have to promote him to the active roster? Like, like I just don't know how you dictate it. Are you, are you doing yeah. it based on how many fantasy points a player scores? We've seen plenty of first-round rookie picks uh, bust out and and not score very well. Uh, yeah. Are you are you doing it based on where they're drafted in your rookie draft? That doesn't really seem very fair. If you want to say first rounders are not allowed to be kept on the taxi. I don't think that makes sense. So absolutely is, it is okay. It is part of a strategy to keep them on the taxi squad. Yeah. It's kind of the point of a taxi squad in a league like that, where you don't have anything. If you, your only definition is like, you need that. What you're talking about, what you were talking about is it's just too much gray area of who should be put up and who shouldn't. That's why if it's a rookie only taxi squad, allow all rookies on there. Um, I, you can make the arguments, the, the arguments for against taxis and when they should be used and what rules to use with them. But um, try to make those rules as black and white as possible. Mm-hmm. I think is, is the point. If you're, if you are going to use the taxi squads, make the rules black and white and allow whatever is allowed within those black and white rules. Um but yeah, I was, I was, I, I expected to see just like a crap storm come from that email or that tweet, and it was, almost, it was basically unanimous, um, which, which was, which was made me smile. Uh, Ryan, first question is a guy from a guy named Ryan, so I feel like you need to read it. I definitely should. It's uh, Ryan from Fargo. Uh, Ryan has emailed us before. Ryan says, "I'm thinking of starting a new dynasty league this year that is all flex, uh, two super flex spots, eight. Uh, just regular flex spots, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I already have a league where you only need to start one of each position. I use SFB mm-hmm. eight scoring and that one nice. likely will for the new one as well. I might bring that back for X just because it's the most popular. Everybody <laughs> loves that eight scoring. I can't even remember. Was that no PPR? Is that the uh, one I, I cried about? No, it was half and half. Oh, okay. Okay. I can, I can deal with that. Yep. <clears throat> um, Ryan says, my question is, are there any negatives to doing an all flex league that I'm maybe not thinking about tight ends probably are less valuable. Uh, even if you do a large premium, um, other than that top tier guys, other than the top tier tight ends, he mentions, um, curious. Do you think if this type of setup would hurt trading because you aren't going to have positional needs? I think it actually helps trading. I, I've heard both sides on that argument about it hurting or helping. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> we know, I mean, you've seen this with pigs leagues. We've seen it with a lot of our leagues over the years. 
in reality, unless you have some type of best ball league that doesn't allow trading, format format dictates trading less than the owners in the league. Thousand percent. Yeah. So if if you come up with a format that you think is going to encourage trading, maybe even maybe you even have a rule that encourages trading or requires trading. None of that matters if you don't have the right set of owners. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but owners, the, the, the owner group is more important. Um, as far as Ryan's general question, I've seen actually a lot of leagues like this. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's we become, run them on safe leagues too. Right. It's kind of become uh, a little bit of a, of a trend. And weirdly, and they, it's always zero to two, zero to eight, zero to eight, zero to eight too. Like yeah. most of the time, that is like the, the basic setup of it too. So Ryan, you're right in line. Yeah, I like it. I would say go for it. it it's out there. Uh, you can you can find some leagues like that to use as a, as a blueprint or a benchmark if you'd like. But yeah, yeah. They've, they've worked well. And, and you're right on the tight ends. They, yeah. they lose value in this format because yeah, there's you, really you only a few top ones anyway. And right. You not- do want to do a, a, a pretty nice premium for them. Uh, whether it's two, uh, two PPR or something like that. Yeah. Uh, thanks Ryan. Uh, that's actually what he said at the end of his email and we're thanking (laughs) you too. And I'm thanking you Ryan for reading that. (laughs) Let's get three, three, three ways to say thanks thanks to all Ryan's. Thanks to all Ryan's. All right. Scott slash Ryan. Uh, first, Thanks for all the work and content. Second, I commissioned Dynasty League where we start playoffs week 13 in order to hold the two-week championship weeks 15-16 to limit the one-week variance a little and still get done before week 17. Yep. This is what we mentioned on the last show that would mm-hmm. come up on this show. However, with Tampa Bay and Carolina having week 13 buys this year, we remember it happened uh, two or three years ago with uh, Kansas City. Uh, no, no, no. No, it was uh, – wasn't it – Cleveland and Tennessee. Oh, was it that easy? I'm pretty sure it was Cleveland and Tennessee. Okay. Had the 13 buys. Maybe Kansas City. Maybe there was another time recently, too. Well, you know, honestly, what I'm probably thinking of in, in the kitchen sink leagues, we have a similar situation to um, to Walt here, who, who this email is coming from, except along with the two-week final, the two-week championship – we also have the the dual league, the two different conferences. Yep. So we we actually start our playoffs in week twelve. Yikes, so we yeah. we almost we almost always deal Get with, with something. right. We almost always deal with those those buys in the playoffs. I think this year it's a weird setup. I don't think there are any week twelve buys, but there are the week the, thirteen buys. And that was the same when. Uh, Tennessee and Cleveland okay. had their week 13 by there was no week 12 buys. I just some kind of city stadium scheduling thing or something. I don't know why it works out, worked out that way a couple times, but um, he's wondering what to do. Cause these are two big teams to have bye weeks so like the Tennessee uh, Cleveland year. It wasn't like as bad of a year, as big of a deal um, yeah. this year. I mean, we're talking, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Christian McCaffrey, DJ Moore, um, lots of guys that could lit- legitimately be in starting – Rob Gronkowski maybe, I guess, <laughs> in starting lineups uh, come playoff team. He's concerned, and his options in his mind are tough luck, make sure you earn a bye week 13, 
revert to a 13-week regular season and one-week championship ending in week 16. That week, the week 13 is, uh, you know, your final week of the regular season. Push the playoffs back a week and have the championship's second week be week 17. I think that final one is the worst of the three options. Yes, yeah, anything involving week 17. I mean, you're you're making these changes to avoid um, missing out on key players, mm-hmm. right? Basically, or missing out on the loss of key players or the, the absence of key players. And playing in week 16 or week 17, excuse me, would – uh, would multiply that uh, by a lot. So I'd, I definitely would not do anything that involves playing in week, week 17. Yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't change anything. I would go with the yep. tough luck uh, option. You, you, can't, you can't change your playoff rules from year to year based on, um, based yeah, on these bye weeks. It's, it, yep. Yeah, it just happens from time to time, and I would just, I would just roll with it. Yep. Uh, we do the same. We do the tough luck. Make sure you earn a buy. Well, not we don't. Yeah, but we do the tough luck. It is what it is. You're just going to have to deal with it. It's and it's known now. So, you know, maybe you're preparing your team. Maybe before the trade deadline, you're like, I have a playoff team. Maybe I want to trade Christian McCaffrey for a haul <laughs> to avoid avoid McCaffrey missing that week of the playoffs or something. I don't know, but uh, we, we go the tough luck route as well. I will say in SFB, we do start our playoffs early as well. We give uh, the first week of the playoffs, you get your season average plus that week's score. So maybe that's a way to minimize the damage just a little bit. It's still tough luck, but you're minimizing the damage a little bit because you're getting that, that season average added to your, uh, to your week there. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm pretty much on the, uh, the tough luck side. Um, I don't, I don't think it's terrible having a, you know, if this happens every once in a while, having just a, like most leagues have a one week championship, you know, I don't think it's the, the end of the world to, if in a year like this, if the league wants to just do a one week championship, yeah, that way you're not changing anything except for, the championship is one week instead of two weeks. So, right. I, I would agree with that. And if that's, and, and again, if, if the whole league is on board, uh, obviously the McCaffrey owner, the Godwin owner are probably going to be on board. Uh, but if, if the league as a whole is, is good with that, and really you could adopt that as a rule moving forward because it is probably going to happen. Um, and in fact, I guess if we move to a, a 17 game schedule, then, uh, it, it could really, uh, of course, throw a wrench into things. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's a terrible thing to make that change. I, I would not do option three. I would not play in week 17. Yeah, exactly. I think the the order of what you said is one, two, three here. Uh, <laughs> um, Walt from West Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, but three is almost just not even an option for me or Ryan. So <laughs> Um, those are our thoughts. Thank you, uh, Walt from West Hartford, Connecticut. Ryan McDowell. Next question is from Jason. Jason says, a service commission, a 12-team RSO, that's Reality Sports Online League, that is expanding to 14 teams. Scott, we can see where this is going, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, our current settings include starters, one quarterback, one, two, three, one, one flex, one super flex, along with IDPs. Scoring is such that most owners prefer a quarterback for the Superflex spot, of course. 
Uh, with expansion to 14 teams, I'm sure bye weeks and injuries can create a scenario where a team may not have a quarterback to start, resulting in a zero score for that position. We can go team quarterback, but that eliminates quarterbacks from rookie draft. We can eliminate the super flex or change it to a standard flex. That adversely affects teams that have committed resources to multiple quarterbacks. What do you think about changing the starting quarterback position to a second uh, from a second superflex? I guess. Oh no, I'm sorry. What do you think about changing the starting quarterback to a second superflex? Okay, so potentially not requiring a quarterback starter at all. Is, I think is what everyone would still pl- try to play two quarterbacks, though, based on what he said about the scoring. Yeah, I, like, I guess it would it would help if you do get stuck and you don't have any quarterbacks, it, it would obviously help. But it's also a 14-team league. I mean, I feel like everybody's pretty much going to have at least one starter Yeah, uh, in, in most cases. So, I mean, it's, it's not the biggest change to the league at all. I, I would say I would not go away from Superflex. Do not go back to one quarterback. I don't, I don't think that's a reasonable change at this point. If you want to make both quarterback spots super flex that's okay i don't know that it changes much honestly i don't think it changes much either um (laughs) i think you probably know where i'm gonna go with this we've talked expansion a few times but um for me i don't think you need to change this honestly i think you just keep it and it's the expansion teams come in knowing they're at a little bit of a disadvantage and there, I, I don't know what your plan for expansion is as far as um, divvying out extra players. Some some leagues are in a super flex, especially some leagues are like, you can only keep two quarterbacks. The rest have to be dropped for the expansion draft. Um, I, I think something like that is on the table. But the expansion teams probably come in knowing that they're expansion teams and they're probably going to get high rookie picks and Trevor Lawrence next year. Uh, I don't, I don't know that you need to change it. I, I think you just have to put a, a good eye on how you're going to handle the expansion draft with quarterbacks, and outside of that, just keep running the league the way you run it. I, I think you actually have a fine setup here for 14 teams. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, thanks, Jason. Um, good email. Uh, I, yeah, I really like talking that kind of stuff. Uh. Hey, yeah, I'm really curious how he'll handle the the quarterback expansion. I've seen leagues do no quarterbacks can be capped. I've seen leagues do one quarterback can be capped, two quarterbacks can be capped, um, and the rest go to expansion. Um, that'd be interesting. Um, uh, oh, and a, and a way to eh, – eh, let's move on. <laughs> I could probably talk about that one for a little bit. Um Hey guys, Kevin Allen Park, Michigan. Currently in the third year of a Superflex Dynasty. Scratch that deep keeper. Did we read this before? <laughs> I don't think so. I think he's he's taking taking a shot. That's okay. No, I, All right, no, Kevin, I love we can it. handle it. He, he's got a little <laughs> he's got a little winky face. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel maybe I just read that and I laughed when I read it beforehand or something. Like I don't know. I I feel like I've read that maybe. <laughs> Uh, we voted to add a seventh round to our rookie draft for a Debbie player starting with the 2021 draft. That's awesome. I'm in a ton of leagues, but I've never played Debbie. The only thing that was decided was that the player would have to stay in the taxi squad until he's a two year pro like normal draft picks. 
Ooh, interesting. So the Debbie player has to stay on the taxi squad even past the rookie season? Is that what you're reading, Ryan? That's what I'm reading. But then he also it, says like normal draft picks. So do they have to keep do they so keep rookies all can't rookies? start for them? That's kind of what I'm seeing. It looks like rookies can't start for them. Mm, they have okay. to stay on taxi. Let let's let's just assume that he means they are allowed on taxi. <laughs> you know? Right. Um I don't know. Either way, it's it's an interesting rule the other way. That's that's interesting. I'm familiar with how folks deal with Debbie picks on MFL, so that isn't my issue. My question is, is there a better way to do it besides just adding a seventh round? I'm not sure I have the confidence in my owners and myself remembering that their seventh round pick isn't equivalent to a seventh round pick. Is there any way in MFL to edit seventh round picks so it says Debbie pick? No, I wish there was, but no, there isn't. Or anything like that. Any better way to set it up? No, I. That's how I do it usually. How do you, Ryan? Um, yeah, we just we just kind of do it separately so yeah. that, uh, and and we keep track of those in in a spreadsheet. Uh, the Devi picks aren't um, aren't tracked on on MFL. If you want to trade them, you you mention it in the comments. We we hold the draft, uh, or I've seen the draft held. Uh, either on the message board or on a Google Doc, you could mm-hmm. you could certainly do that. Um, I I get the concern though about uh, basically forgetting that the seventh round is actually the first round of of Devi. I, I mean, you can always uh, you can always archive a draft on MFL and hold a second draft. Uh, that's yeah. that's a functionality they have. So you could hold the rookie draft, the entirety of it click that archive draft button and then set up a, a second totally new draft for Debbie. If you wanted to, if it's only one round, I don't think there's anything wrong with holding it on the message board or, or on a Google doc. Yeah. Um, so pigs leagues, the fifth round is Debbie. Um, and no one really has ha- ever had an issue with it. I, I think that you, if you have a group of owners, Especially after a couple of years, no one's going to have trouble knowing that that seventh round pick is a Debbie either. Um, I, there's so many ways to do it. Yeah, and honestly, if you had a trade of a a seventh round pick for a, you know, a, a, a terrible player, a player not worth rostering, then then that that would just be a trade to undo anyway. Obviously, yeah, yeah. A, a, people a, would people would know what's up. Yeah, right. Yeah, I yeah, it's 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 going to be pretty unlikely or, you know, it, it might happen from time to time. I'm sure it happens. Our, the Debbie leagues we run um, with our commissioner service, uh, you know, like uh, I believe it's fourth, fifth and sixth round picks are Debbie picks and they trade them all the time. And every once in a while we'll get an email. Oh, I didn't realize this. The fourth round was the first round of the Debbie, <laughs> you know, it, it does happen, but um yeah, you can you can either do it offline like like Ryan does. You can do it, you know, as the seventh round pick. Uh, all of them, I guess, because MFL doesn't have Debbie, all of these methods are going to be imperfect in some way. You know, it's just it's just figuring out which one works what best for your league. Yeah, I'm uh, honestly, I'm kind of more intrigued or interested in the. Uh, rookies have to stay on the taxi squad rule. I want to. I want to hear from Kevin yeah. on that one. Give us I'm, give give us a follow up email 
Do you require rookies to stay on your taxi squad? If so, yeah. why? Yeah, it I says no more. Taxi squad until he's a two-year pro. That's And maybe that's two years they have to stay on there. I'm not even sure. Like, that's an interesting, interesting rule. Um, this this is the year we get to use Saquon. <laughs> it's yeah, it's like it's like forced player development or something. I, I mean, know. honestly, seriously though, with with the state of the running back position, you're missing half the half the running back's <laughs> career potentially. Yeah, that's that's oof, man. There there have been running backs where you missed their whole career. You yeah. like they have a decent a decent start and then they're nothing. Um, Wow. Uh, Kevin from Allen Park, Michigan. That's, uh, yeah, do it either way. But um, if that's the way you have it set up currently, I'd just go that way and just, you know, constantly hammer it into your, into your owners that that seventh rounder is a Debbie player, a Debbie pick. Um, Mark Rising from Colorado Springs, Colorado. We know Mark. Um, at least I do. He's he's in some safe leagues and stuff. Uh, what's up, guys? I love listening to you guys, and I am in three safe leagues. I just mentioned that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> now, including the new Champion League, and love it. Best commissioner experience I've had, ever had. Thank you. That's awesome. Um, with Dynasty owners wanting more and more control over how they set up and run their squad, what do you think about a league that allows you to start a QB super flex and then having eight flex spots? <laughs> Really, man. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> no, I, yeah, that's that crazy. It comes up in the same episode as we've already talked about that a guy doing that. Um, uh, do you see that causing issues? No, not really. We kind of mentioned tight ends might lose value in it. Uh, having the scoring system seem to be getting closer to make each position equal in value. Well, that's what, uh, that's Ryan in Fargo was kind of mentioning because SFB eight Rotoviz did an article on it. It's been historically extremely balanced SFB eight. Like they went back five years and that was two years ago. And it's still like, it's we're talking about a system that's been balanced for, you know, more than half a decade at least. Um, I will say uh, we do run these not as dynasty, but we run them as uh, best ball leagues on safe leagues. Mark, if you're interested in checking those out, the, uh, the flex master uh, best ball leagues on safe leagues are this exact format, uh, zero to two quarterbacks, uh, zero to eight running backs, zero to eight wide receivers, zero to eight tight ends. It's uh, eight, eight players and a 14 man roster. So it's a shallow bench too, because it's all flexes, you know, you just, you you're just taking those 14 and playing the best eight each week. Um, I, we've talked about it. We've basically gone over this, Ryan. We don't, there aren't a whole lot of uh, differences from uh, you do want balanced scoring and there's not a whole lot of differences. Uh, we don't think it hurts or hurts trading or helps trading that much different. Um, it's a, it's a format. I think people should try. It's a, it's interesting. Uh, is there much else to say, Ryan? We we no. did kind of go over it already. So yeah, we covered that one. I, I like the idea and, and would give it mm-hmm. a try for sure. Yeah. I might I might have to consider, you know, we do the best ball ones, maybe redraft or uh dynasty ones on safe leagues as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ryan. Next question comes from Mike in Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Mike says, Hey guys, love the pod. Keep the episodes coming. 
We're trying, Mike. We're trying. There's an owner in the league that I'm in that doesn't really grasp the concept of dynasty and continually makes bad trades. It's a 12-team super flex. This week, he dropped Deontay Johnson and Tyler Higby and his fourth and fifth round rookie picks from the rookie draft just last week, Devin Asiasi and Hunter Bryant, uh, while keeping players on his bench like Taylor Gabriel, Carlos Hyde, uh, Mitchell. I don't even know who Mitchell is. Who is Mitchell? Who would that be? Malcolm Mitchell? Oh, Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, all, there's no good Mitchells. All, all, all bad Mitchells. Uh, I thought it was insane. I asked the commission to investigate. He didn't think it was that bizarre, just thinks the guy's a bad owner. A majority of the league mates agreed, so they went through waivers. Am I wrong to want to leave a league over this? Is this commission being lazy, or is he just a terrible dynasty player? Thanks for the advice. Uh, Mike, I would say leave this league. I would say go log into safeleagues.com right now and, and find <laughs> a competitive league with a good commissioner because uh, we've talked – Scott, we've talked a lot about you know, we're, we're fortunate enough that if we want to find a good competitive dynasty league, we can find one, or honestly, we could make our own and uh, we could, we could fill it in, in honestly a few minutes probably. So, but we also know not everybody is, is in that position, but with, with an opportunity and, and an option like safe leagues, really, there, there's no reason to stay in, in leagues like this. I, I hate seeing when this happens and like I, I'm part of me is a little bit on the side of the commissions is it's just really tough to do much with with that with that guy isn't it like well, I think you it, it depends on what you, you want your league to be again yeah and you try to like you probably you probably just have him gone you know like yeah, in a right. nice way in a nice way is I mean if this is a league we're in it's easy to say, okay, you, you just don't belong. You don't know, honestly, you don't know what you're doing. We're going to move on. I'm getting the idea from Mike's email that the rest of the league is closer to, to that same level. And maybe Mike is the one who's yeah. more, more serious, more interested, more committed to the league, which is why he should, he should just move on. I think when, when people have sentences like, am I wrong to want to leave a league over this? That tells me it's not like a home league or a league with a bunch of friends. It's just a right. league he's in that, like, if you're, it's just a league he's in that if if you're consi- like, if someone in my home league was doing this, we would all like make fun of him and try to teach him and whatnot. We none of us would be like, I'm thinking about leaving this league because this guy is making these bad moves. You know, like that's this is a this sounds like a league that he's he doesn't need to be super committed to, and he can find a better league. Yeah, absolutely yeah. agree. Uh, this one, I don't have a name on for some reason. Let's see if I can figure it out. Cause it says I re- hello again. I had a couple emails read last week on your show and I was going to explain what the thought process was with the first round veterans, second round yeah. rookie draft. Okay. So I looked, he sent an image with this. I'm going to look it up while I talk for it. Actually, do you want to read it while I look up this image? Sure, sure. Um, I was going to explain the thought process, what the thought process was with the first-round veteran draft, second-round rookie draft. Reminder, this is a 10-team dynasty startup. It seems like everybody's striving to get one of the first few picks 
are kind of bummed to be one of the last picks. So if the first round was veterans only, second round rookies only, that could make the people with the last picks feel pretty good about getting the best rookies, especially for a dynasty. I did a mock draft on Sleeper and was able to pause after the first round and select rookies only. I did this back and forth for the first four rounds. Uh, and then he refers to the image. Yep. Um, Which isn't in the doc, but I'm looking at it on my phone. Um, <laughs> this this is from Corey. Oh, I, ooh, I said his last name. I'm not sure he wants his last name on the pod. Maybe I'll edit it out. It's from Corey. <laughs> um, and so I'm trying. Oh, boy. I'm, I'm, I'm debating how to respond to this, Ryan. <laughs> I think it's an interesting, fun quirk if your league is cool with it. Other than that, I'm looking at this draft board and you are forcing people to take guys like Justin Jefferson in the second round. You know, that you're forcing the guy who has the 101 to take Christian McCaffrey and then the 12th best rookie and then, you know, his his second player, you know? Um I don't think it's a great move for balance in the league. And I don't think, I don't think it's fair to some teams, especially teams that don't want to build their team with rookies. Cause you're forcing rookies in the second round and fourth round, etc. You're forcing them to take rookies when maybe they don't want to build their team with a bunch of rookies. Uh, maybe they want to build a more veteran sc- squad to win. Now you're forcing people into a, strategy that they might not want so on several levels i don't love this but if you have like we say all the time fantasy like you can the great part is there's so many different ways to play and so many awesome things you can do with it and uh everybody has their preferences if you're 10 team dynasty startup as you said here thinks this is awesome and a great idea just do it man that sounds awesome but um I, I see some problems with this and looking at the draft board makes it almost a little bit worse for me in my mind, uh, forcing you're forcing teams into strategies and the team with the one oh one is, is, is forced to at best get like the 12th best rookie and things like that. Yeah. I would echo pretty much everything you said and w- would also say, and, and maybe, Maybe Corey doesn't care so much about this since this is his his startup and it's not something that's going to happen every year. Yeah, I, I would say this: if this is going to work at all, it might work this year where you have a a rookie class, that's, a really strong one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's thirty deep with with guys you'd like to have on your roster. Um, but in a typical year, you're getting to the end of the first round and you're already like, eh, maybe I should trade this for a future pick or. Or maybe I should sell this pick. Um, so if this is something you would try to implement in future years, I would even, I would have even stronger arguments against it. Yeah, I mean, the guy with the one hundred and one is already getting. Yeah, that's. Twi- I, I, I wanted to hear the the one hundred and one team. Uh well, he's basically he's going to. Let's see, he got DeAndre Hopkins. Which I don't know why he went Hopkins one hundred and one, but okay. Uh, um, okay, we're already off to. Oh a no! Start. He, oh no! Let's see here. He he did two different mocks. So Hopkins, Justin Jefferson, Lamar Jackson, AJ Dillon, Cooper Cup were, were his first five. 
which yuck. Um, uh, yeah. Allen Robinson, DJ Moore, like the one-on-one guy, like, and the, the next one, uh, Christian McCaffrey, this is the one-on-one team, Jerry Judy, Tyreek Hill, Brandon Ayuk, Travis Kelsey. That's not as bad, but, um, DJ Chark, Calvin Ridley. But my bigger problem is like the one, the guy at one-on-one is already getting like the 24th best, what letter the he he's gained the twelfth and twenty fourth best rookies in that landscape. You know what you could do to fix all this, Scott? Yeah, an auction. Do an auction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I I honestly look at these teams and I'm just it's maybe I need to sit and separate it a little bit more. But I yeah. For for me, I look at that, and my first thought is you're forcing a strategy on people that maybe not all teams want to do. Um, but like I said, if you have a ten team league that that really enjoys it, cool. Um, do we we don't need to read it? Do we want to read anymore? We probably don't need to. Let's call it a show. Hold on. Actually, let's let's throw this last one in. Okay, just one more, really quick. Okay. Okay. There's a reason. Just, <laughs> just, just for people. You know, there are commissioners out there dealing with the the possible shortened season stuff. We've talked about it, but um, this is uh, Seth from Germantown, Maryland. Um, hey guys, not sure if you've discussed this on a prior pod. We definitely have, but we'll uh, we'll talk about it one last time here. I want to get your thoughts on something. Uh, I'd like to float the idea to think about, not pressing issue. We may want to consider using all play records if there's a shortened season. We've talked about this before that, you know, the easiest thing to do is uh, use total points, all play, that kind of stuff um, for a shortened season. All play is each team plays each team each week. So 11 matchups a week using all play records instead of normal records would decrease the luck factor and give people more data to determine who the best team is. Um yeah, yeah, we have discussed this on the show before. Just wanted to, you know, update it because I think we spent a little more time talking about total points as the way to do it. Um, but all play, it's right in that same discussion. Uh, total points and, and all player are definitely two ways with a shortened season, whether it gets shortened early, like if there's a second wave and it gets, you know, the season ends early, you go by all play or total points. Or if, you know, the season's going to be shortened and there's not enough room, not enough weeks for a playoff schedule for your league. Um, we talked about maybe uh, in previous shows how a fantasy host might not even have the ability to give you a fantasy schedule and uh, playoffs. So uh, going by things that are, are league-wide, like total points or all play, are are definitely the be- definitely uh, some of the best ways to go. Just wanted to throw that in there at the end of the show. We've talked about it before, but it never hurts. You know, you never know which shows people listen to. So um, that's uh, that's that's it, Ryan. That's it. We're calling it. We have we're way behind on emails again. I don't oh. know if you noticed. Like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight more after like this show. Mm. So we got some work uh, to do. Yeah, it's very nice of them to uh, bring them all in. I, I like them sending us emails, so send us more. Commissionpod at gmail.com. I'm Scott Fish24 on Twitter. That's Ryan McDowell, Ryan MC23 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.